Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with another episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast. The blog and podcast both helmed by yours truly, but more on that later. On with the show. Sometimes you love purchasing a brand new game that you've been waiting for since you saw it at E3. Sometimes you love buying a retro game that you maybe grew up on and had to get again for whatever reason. Or maybe a retro game that you missed on your favorite system. Sometimes you love buying an indie game that you just think looks great. And sometimes you dig through the bargain bin and you end up with four different games to complete Puzzle Month. That's right. The last installment of Puzzle Month is a series that I've done once on the blog, and I'm going to try here, and it might end up just there, it might end up just here, it might end up on both. Basically, my series idea is to go to a retro game store and find games that are $15 or less, and basically cover them for a little bit and see if I would keep playing them and if they were worth the money. Essentially, my idea for this episode is that I decide instead of just one puzzle game to get quite a few of them. And this is how it's going to go. All of the games this time are on the 3DS and DS. One 3DS game, three DS games. I'm going to cover each one individually and see if it was worth it. So I grabbed a $20 bill, grabbed these games, and let's see if this was worth it, or perhaps I should have bought a Pokemon plushie, bought some snacks, or literally used my money for anything else. Let's dive in and see if this bargain bin was worth raiding. So, starting with the first and only 3DS game on this list is Scribble Knots Unmasked. If you are interested in Scribblenauts Unmasked, you can find it on Switch, PS4, Steam, and many other consoles. But how does the 3DS version fare? And for a handheld puzzle game, pretty good. The touchscreen definitely works for this kind of game well. What kind of game is it? Well, the Scribblenauts series prides itself on solving everything with anything. The main character Maxwell has a magical notebook where typing in the answers will then lead to basically filling out an answer, getting an item, and solving a puzzle to clear the stage. In Scribblenauts Unmasked, Max and his twin sister Lily find themselves in the DC Universe surrounded by superheroes, villains, and more. And basically, your whole goal is to build a reputation solve puzzles, fight villains, and become a hero. But if you reuse words, reuse items, or use uh, words that will make the game an easy-peasy breezy lemon squeezy, you will get less reputation because as Batman says, heroes don't take the easy way. Playing through this game, one of the few problems I had with the 3DS version was the camera. It was constantly zooming in and out just back and forth, back and forth. There are also these combat sessions that really break the game's pacing. You will find yourself slapping the Y button over and over and over again to take care of these villains, and the combat is not interesting in the slightest. And it just breaks up the gameplay. 
aside from that, it's really fun. It's fun to think of creative solutions and then uh, not be able to reuse the same solutions in that area. So you are constantly thinking outside of the box. The DS version is really fun, and I think I'm going to continue with it, as well as try the version that I got for super cheap on PS4 that was bundled with Scribblenauts Unlimited. I think I want to give these a try and see how it fares between the console and the handheld. With the Nintendo 3DS, the stylus just worked perfectly for punching in your answers, dragging and dropping and using the touchscreen. This game controlled great on the 3DS, and all gripes aside, I will continue playing it. I definitely got my $4 worth that I dropped on this game. So, that being said, this is not where the Scribblenauts Unmasked story ends. At some point in the future, I will probably do a follow-up and cover the rest of this game, maybe even cover the console version and compare the two of them. How will I do it? When will I do it? To be continued. And let's move on to the DS. Now that we got the 3DS game out of the way, let's work our way backwards. And we're going to start with Peggle Dual Shot. This game was about $2, and it's Peggle, alright. Peggle, if for those who are unfamiliar, is the puzzle game series where there are red pegs and blue pegs. You shoot a silver ball, playing as one of the many different characters in the very wide cast of characters, and you shoot the silver ball at the pegs. What you do after that, then, is that if you hit green pegs, you will get a power-up, but if you clear all the red pegs, you will get an extreme fever, where the music will play, and you will get bonus points, and your score will be tallied. Clear all the red pegs, you win. Don't clear all the red pegs, you lose. You have a set number of balls, and there's a little ball catcher at the bottom that will save the ball that you hit if you're able to do a trick shot and ricochet it in. This is not the best version of Peggle, though. Even though I did only spend $2 with it, the images are, you know, Peggle is known for beautiful graphics, and it's very compressed. The music is compressed, the gameplay is compressed with super tight controls, and all of the visuals are compressed. It's impressive that they're able to put Peggle on a portable console, but this is not the best version of the game. If you just have to have Peggle on your DS, then this will work. And I did find some enjoyment with it, but this is definitely not the best Peggle that I have ever played. A solid C. If it was given a letter grade, this would be a C. Not the worst, but definitely not the best. Something that isn't the worst way to spend a couple hours, but there are better iterations of this game out there. Like Peggle 2. That being said, please put Peggle 2 on Switch. Please, pretty please, I will pay full price for it. It is that good. Peggle 2 is an amazing game. Please put Peggle on Switch. Or make a new Peggle and put it on Switch. But... If you are a diehard Nintendo fan and you need every single puzzle game out there on your DS, Peggle Drop Shot is not the worst way to spend a couple dollars. After that, I picked up Bejeweled 3, and this was really enjoyable. The graphics were good, the music was great, and even though this was $8, it was $8 with the box. 
I have not played other DS puzzle games such as Zuma or Planet Puzzle League, but I guess I'll have to do a follow-up at some point because I was looking for those. I only picked up what I could find at my Ma and Pa game store. That being said, this game was fantastic. It has a ton of modes, it's super relaxing, and it's super fun. There's a ton of different ways to play this match 3 puzzle game, where the goal is to max match gems and uh, get power well not really power ups but power up a gem to clear an entire row and solve your puzzle it's very relaxing and there's even a relaxation mode there's a lot of different modes in bejeweled 3 so if you have to have a bejeweled on your ds or pick between this and peggle i will say pick bejeweled 3 I had a fantastic time with it, and it was definitely a fun way to spend an hour or two. It is a really fun match three puzzle game, and just the presentation was ni- the presentation was nice. The music was nice. Everything in this game was nice. And if you want a DS puzzle game that isn't the norm, maybe Bejeweled Three might be the one for you. And finally, last but not least, is Eminem Breakup. That's right, M&M is in the candy breakup for a whopping $2. I got the best, absolutely not, it's really bad. The greatest, it is the worst. The best value, I want my $2 back. Puzzle game of this group. So, M&M breakup, what's the deal? You control an M&M like it's a very bad version of Breakout, the game where you, you know, hit the ball into the blocks and shatter the blocks. Imagine if there was no paddle to hit the ball off of and you were the ball. Pick an M&M with different stats, I could not tell the difference, and drop into a stage. Basically, you'll be an M&M of varying color. Like, say, you're the orange M&M, the one I picked, although he looked like he was in a constant state of fear. He was afraid all the time, every time. If you look at the top screen, the M&M you play as will be displayed. But, if there are red blocks or green blocks, oh, he can't break those, he's an orange M&M. What do you do? Break the blocks um, that you can and then hit blocks that change the color of your M&M to break the blocks there. For example, if you find a green switch, you can hit that and then destroy all the green blocks. So, this is how you clear the stage. Break all the blocks, find the door, and you win. The game has story mode versus more mode and more, but with this game, I found myself bored very fast. There are also death blocks that you can avoid, and with how finicky the controls of this are, you will find yourself running into them, especially when they place a block you need to hit right next to one, or a switch to change your color. Basically, you go from stage to stage, clearing the stages, breaking the blocks, and so on and so forth. Every stage looks and feels the same, even though there are multiple environments. But what is the plot of this deep, candy-based game? Well, you're Space Patrol, and an evil peanut wants to be an M&M, so you gotta stop him because he's too salty and too crunchy. I've never seen a plot so deep in a puzzle game. 
move over Professor Layton. Eminem's breakout is the new sheriff in town. So the controls are bad and you have to shatter every block under a time limit. If you hit the wrong block, you will lose a life or run out of time. You will lose a life, run out of your lives, and you can use a continue to get more lives. Uh, use all your continues and you will get a very, very run-of-the-mill cutscene, a game over, and you can start the stage over. It saves your progress after every stage. So even if you lose everything on just one stage, you can go right back to it. Although every stage has multiple levels within it. So if you lose a stage, you have to do all the levels leading up to where you were. Fight in a tropical environment or another tropical environment or another tropical environment. It's not really varied. The music is bad, the animations are laughably bad, the gameplay is not fun and super boring, and the animations that accompany the gameplay are pretty laughably bad. The plot is laughably bad, this game is a literal joke. Do not spend $2 on this, even spend $2 and buy a bag of M&Ms and eat the candy. You will find a more satisfying conclusion after eating a bag of that candy. So that's the end of this round. Of all the games, Scribblenauts Unmasked was my favorite, followed by Bejeweled 3, followed by Peggle Dropshot, and Eminem's doesn't even get a ranking, it can go in the garbage where it belongs. So adding that up, it was $2 plus 8 plus 3 plus 4. So, with that being added, that was $17, so I spent $20 on DS puzzle games, and overall, it was a roller coaster ride of an experience. I played my first ever Scribblenauts game, and want to play more, as well as play the HD version and see how it compares. I played Bejewel and found it relaxing. I appreciate the other version of Peggle I had, and I want my $2 back, Eminem. Dang it. It also said find M&M prizes, but I did not play the game long enough to find M&M prizes, nor am I going to keep playing the game to get M&M prizes. I think I'm just going to buy M&Ms. You know what? No, I'm not going to buy M&Ms. I'm going to buy Reese's Pieces because this game was so bad, I want a different kind of chocolate-like candy. Take that, M&Ms. You lose this time. So overall, did I get my money's worth? Well, with some games, yes. With some games, no. If I was to recommend one, I would recommend picking up Scribblenauts Unlimited on a modern platform or tracking down a 3DS copy if you think that your handheld needs a puzzle game that isn't Professor Layton or Tetris. And Bejeweled and Peggle are on other consoles, so maybe give those a try. And buy, don't, don't buy the M&M's one. But thank you very much for listening. That is going to be the end of this episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast. Late Night Sprites is a blog and podcast combination, both written and starring me, that makes posts at least once a week, sometimes more. For example, I did an episode, a bonus episode, where I talked about my first impressions with Captain Toad, and I did a bonus post over on the blog where I reviewed a fun little indie game called Donut County. 
If you want more, then check out LateNightSprites.blogspot.com. I post on here and there at least once a week with tons of content, so you are getting twice the amount of content a week. And there are tons of episodes you can listen to from reviews, news, reactions, thoughts, pitches. There are a ton of podcast episodes that you can listen to if you would like. On top of that, with the blog, there are a ton of posts to read. I've the, Both of them have been up since about May of last year. So there's a ton of content while you wait for next week's. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. And take care of yourself and take care of your mental health. Stay safe out there. Take care. I will be back again soon with more video game content. And thank you for sticking with Puzzle Month. I will have a new themed month in February. Take care.